still look pretty the podcast hey guys welcome back to the sit still look pretty podcast with me summer and me vanessa and today this is the first episode of the law perspective series where we'll be giving you our top tips to surviving law school so strap up because this is going to be a very anecdote driven episode <laughs> if we must say yes so the first episode is going to be on the differences between a levels and you know secondary education and the first year of law school law school in itself by the way just to put a disclaimer out there um these are all our collective experiences yeah and we just kind of aim to, you know, bring you into our conversations that we usually have and to make you feel like you are part of the conversation. And if you feel like you can take anything away from this episode, then that's great. That's what we aim to achieve. We don't want you to feel like you have to take things away from Yeah, from yeah, the yeah. We don't want to feel like we're forcing our opinions on you. It's just kind of like a discussion. And I say this in every episode, as you guys will get to know, but our social medias are open for you to contact us. Um, if you want us to talk about anything specific in any of our episodes any of our series please let us know yeah our advice stems from our experiences and the reason why we have this advice is because we've gone through things yeah. which have led us to have this view of yeah. uh, certain things so yeah with that disclaimer out the way i feel like we should make a start yes so we're gonna split this um episode into three different categories the first section will be on the academic differences the second will be on social differences how to time manage you know things like that organizational skills the third one will be our top tips to adjust to the change because obviously we are third year law students Can i just say we're still winging it guys don't be fooled <laughs> we're still learning we're learning this is a learning process some of us are still mid dissertations <laughs> the deadline is in like two weeks so. so in terms of academic differences i feel like we should start with how we define secondary education mm. primary education that sort of um you know experience because yeah. personally for me the way the education system is built up until university mm. it's all built on regurgitation yeah that's regurgitation is at the core of everything that you study in primary and secondary school it is what you're tested on and you know your teachers basically tell you that if you say this then yeah. you will get this mark it's a lot less opinion based it's where, a lot more like memorization mm, absolutely yeah and when you get to university it is very different and that's why a lot of people don't succeed at university or they feel very they don't over reach the two ones as well uh, or they feel very um overwhelmed when they get to uni mm. and it's not because you don't know it it's just because it's new to you in the sense that you haven't been marked on your opinion mm. before it's a lot more subjective if mm. you will you know it's not so like oh if if two and two is four then that's it that's the right answer Full then, stop yeah um you know it's a lot more you have to give your opinion your opinion mm. is actually what takes your grade from a mediocre average yeah. grade to a um yeah you know, to a first or a better yeah high one or whatever i think i very much realized that especially when we went to first year and um, we have these things i don't know if all unis do it mm. they must do but um when we when it was my first year of law school and we oh, had formative. the formatives <laughs> yeah literally they're like these mock exams that we have to do these mock essays that kind of help us because in like uni you're examined a lot less than you are in secondary school in sixth form so when you're doing these formatives it's like you have your formative or you have just before you have to do a coursework just so you know what sort of grade where you're at kind of situation and i got awful grades in my formatives like i got like two twos thirds i think one of them i even got like 40 something 
do you know the funniest thing about this is i remember it vividly like we were sitting at the kitchen table <laughs> and we were all looking at our formative grades and we were like but we did the revision yeah we did the work exactly what happened exactly you know, like, how did we get this grade we were baffled we, we were, were baffled. so confused because we were like you know we crammed a little bit i remember yeah and we but in the end you know we got there yeah and we did the exam and we were like but how is this possible but i i was gonna say we did that though because we saw our bad grades and the co the like comments were that we needed to add a bit of our own opinion they call it critical analysis at um university and by the way if you do a law degree critical analysis is your, your best, best friend, friend. <laughs> your best friend 100 percent. and this is the funny thing like when you see critical analysis you think you've been doing that since a levels mm. you think you've been but obviously you your still teachers have given you your critical analysis yeah. point you know even at, i remember at a level i did psychology and we had this thing called ao3 which is essentially called evaluation i think and basically what that is is like you give uh, an evaluation point on the information that mm. you've learned but that evaluation point in itself was either given by the book or, or it was by, the given by the teacher exactly so you never really had a chance to form your own opinion mm. on what you were learning or to even question mm. it to the point where you could form an opinion 100%. on it and um i also you know i don't want to take this out of this out of the context of this episode but i think you can observe this on a on a more, much more abstract level as well in terms of for example if you look at the world as we know it right you are so surrounded by like a wealth of information uh, which creates like a poverty of attention because you don't you no longer have time to form your own opinion you're just so you're given all of the information yeah you're so overwhelmed by everybody else's opinions and you take everybody mm. else's opinions on board that you're not actually mm. looking for yourself and thinking but why is this mm. so no one you, questions yeah you you don't start to question and you know even like when you think about questioning the status quo or something like that you first of all you either don't care about it enough which if you don't then fair enough but uh second of all most people just they don't are really... happy to go about that life not questioning anything yeah and yeah. you know this isn't to say that that's a bad thing but i think what one thing that uni really made me realize especially when i was getting my bad grades and i was so confused is that you have to form your own opinion at university you have to form your own opinion the whole part and i'm not sitting here saying in your essays right i think that no that that rule that you're told <laughs> in secondary school still applies at uni. a little bit of uh spice <laughs> but literally like you know if you introduce an article or you look at a specific case for example and you know it has you know the ratio dissidenti you know you you say what it says but then go maybe to the orbiter dictator and be like but if this was said and if you know the minority argument was used this would be the outcome you know what i mean it's those little things obviously like you can't be too speculative no. about um anything you still have to get to an answer absolutely but you do have a little bit of leeway in terms of you know showing the examiner that if this if this if x and y did this then z would be this but if and x and x did that then z would be that yeah, instead exactly so you need to show the examiner that you know exactly how the law applies mm. and what the outcome would be but you also need to be critical in your analysis mm. in the sense that you can say but you know this doesn't adhere to the principles of the yeah of the law or mm. you know one of them like this if you're ever stuck for critical analysis just say it's not certain yeah that is that's gonna be your best friend yeah. maybe is gonna be your best friend perhaps either that or the floodgate argument yeah well <laughs> this argument opens the floodgate for all of these things to happen basically yeah, but essentially you know you just need to, to to be aware that if this piece of legislation if this statute is 
is uh, applied in this particular way or if a judge first of all i th i think we need to say that the statute is the statute but actually the judges give it the voice mm. so i just try to be as uniform as possibly yeah but obviously they are in themselves influenced by their socio-economic yeah. you know origins so sometimes they differ in they outcomes. are still human beings Absolutely. you have to remember judges are supposed to be neutral but and they are human beings so when it comes to the things that they say sometimes and their opinions you know you have to take that into consideration when you're writing your essays as well so you need to be able to spot where a potential decision in a in a in a case mm. may potentially be inconsistent with the certainty principle mm. of the law or with the floodgate principle of the law yeah. or so on and so forth so you need to be able to, to yeah. spot that i feel like and that's really different important. judgments will impact different people we mm. don't live in a generation where everybody's living the same life no one lives the same life there's a wealth gap there's a you know there's socio-economic differences across the board in in this life so dependent on what obviously module you are essay four for example let's say it's like contract law right and you're looking at these principles contract law is one of those modules where you can be quite objective because contracts are contracts whether you like it or not but when it comes to the sort of type of contract that's when your answer is more nuanced so take that anecdote now and that kind of example and think about it when you go to different areas of law maybe you're in public law like i'm doing my dissertation on public law at the moment on like constitutional crises <laughs> brexit and covid pandemic <laughs> um and you know and i'm looking at how these different legislations these different statutes these different judgments can affect different areas of people and some people are able to have a garden so they can go out some people live in a flat you know what i mean you have to be able to look at the wider view don't just look at you know the glass has milk in it look at is the glass half full or half empty for whichever person you're discussing yeah every you know the law is very objective but every single case is very fact sensitive so you have to be able especially when you look at certain areas certain applications of law for example you know injunctions mm. you they are very fact sensitive so coming up with a very objective framework regulatory framework is is it's in there it's in, yeah. it's in place but it's decided on a lot of um fact sensitive yeah. you know yeah information absolutely yeah so yeah i think you know that's probably one of the biggest yeah. gaps critical analysis is the main thing when you go into to uni no matter what your degree is obviously this is the law perspective but you know specifically for law students if you're currently a law student and you don't know where your grades are the way they are or you know you're an up-and-coming law student critical analysis is going to be your best friend because the basics is what gets you a 2-1 the critical analysis is what gets you the 2 and in the first you know what i mean that's what pushes your grade can i just say actually i don't really like my in my experience basic knowledge actually got me two twos <laughs> yeah. it didn't really even get me two ones yeah. it was only once i kind of went a bit rogue critical and analysis critically analyzed yeah. the hell out of it yeah it was actually when i started getting like two ones close to first so you know nothing is off the cards if you think mm -mm. that your critical analysis is a bit too crazy do it they want to hear your crazy yeah. opinion push the boat out massively when it comes to writing your essays obviously make sure you have facts behind it don't just completely go off on a tangent and have no structure whatsoever but if you think that your point is maybe a bit too explicit or if you think your point is a bit too adventurous when it comes to law school as long as you can prove it there's nothing that's too adventurous as long as you can prove it it doesn't matter it and it sounds like it's based on 
um you know like sound good mm. knowledge mm-hmm. if it has good it has a good argument underlying it and then the critical analysis just flows from that argument mm. then it's not crazy to use yeah. um but yeah no absolutely i would say critical analysis would probably be my first yeah you know the biggest gap between 100 and um i think university yeah i think we should go on to the next point mainly about independent study though mm. because i think this is one thing that you don't realize i personally believe the gap between GCSEs and a levels is bigger than the gap between a levels and uni personally um but the independent study element you don't really get it so much at a levels and that's i think the hardest thing to adjust to because yeah you'll have lectures every day this is my biggest problem though you know like when i was in sixth form Mm. right and my head of year like i remember she used to bang on about how we need to use our study period yeah yeah, yeah. like free periods yeah we had to use them as study periods but no but none of us would actually listen (laughs) because when you are in gcse's you have lessons every single hour apart from lunch break absolutely so obviously naturally when you get to a levels you're going to be like oh my god i have a free Mm, period get excited absolutely but uh me personally like i I always spent my free period studying but i can't yeah. imagine what it would be like for those people who they didn't spend their free periods studying yeah and now they're having to deal with yeah 100 you know? i think personally i can't lie i'm gonna expose myself a little bit i didn't study all the time in my study periods when i was at a levels i didn't because i stu- i studied ridiculous amounts at home just because i just preferred being in that environment and when you're around your friends this is something i very much had to learn when i was around my friends i was like oh let's play cards let's like have snacks like you know what i mean and when i got to university it was really a self-control game Mm. it was a self-control game because my friends friends, apart from vanessa actually all studied different subjects so when they were doing their work like it would never clash like they would Mm. have lectures and stuff at different times whatever but when we were all free when i should have been studying they were like oh let's go to the pub or let's go here but i was like i had to study and it was one of those ones where it's like no sorry guys i have to study because when you go into law school i think you very much well union itself because that independent study is very important to your grades that is the hardest part can i just say holding yourself accountable Mm. and you know not giving in to temptations when your flatmates are i don't know having a drink night in the kitchen or when your you know flatmates are going out to the club well not so much anymore now because (laughs) of corona but but it will happen beforehand you know Mm. it was very tough have to be like actually no yeah but think no. about how many times like we was this is also links to this point um under the academic differences is finding someone on your course mm. because this self-control thing it was like our flatmates would be like oh um, I'm gonna go out and then I would have to message you and be like please like I need to study and I don't want to be tempted to go out with my friends because I'm gonna be alone in the flat and I'm just like oh let me just go because everyone else is going oh first year doesn't count oh let's just go no 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 I think that's another trap that you need to be aware of do not go into the go into first year with the mindset that it doesn't count towards your overall grade yeah because that is a very dangerous mentality to yeah. have it doesn't count towards your degree yes nobody's lying to you about that but it does count when it comes to applying for vacation mm-hmm. schemes when it comes to applying for training contracts and those things you do in the summer between second year and third year and, and first and second yes and if your grades between first year and second year are not great then mm. you're not you're, you're gonna, gonna struggle you're gonna significantly minimize your chances of yeah, even getting the thing considered is, 
the thing is it's not a matter of it will be impossible isn't getting into law is never impossible mm. you know what i mean but it's just going to be more difficult yeah and uni doesn't last forever and the pub's going to be open for the rest of your life most likely and so are the clubs i mean obviously with the pandemic not all <laughs> that coming but you know and you can have fun when it's the right time to have fun you can still have fun you know what i mean like think about how many times me and you went out we went mm. out we had fun we still got our grades though yeah i think you just need to to balance everything yeah but i also think you need to be aware of your independent study sessions so use your independent study wisely use it and don't work harder just work smarter yeah think of all the things you need to get done and use um things like parkinson's law where you know the time you allocate to a task the task expands to fill the other time you've allocated to Mm. it so do it that way so give yourself okay i'm giving myself two hours before i don't know having dinner and going to the club to finish this lecture and that way you're not losing those two hours between you know dinner and going to the Mm. club and you're still getting something done so nobody's saying you know don't stop going out don't have a social life just learn to balance everything out yeah life balance is something that you'll hear a lot especially when you go into law school um when it comes to applying for firms and things like that work-life balance is very important we're going to go over that part in section two of the social differences the thing i think the most important thing to take away from this and i think we're going to move on to the yeah. next um the next point in this this uh topic but uh the most important thing as well is you're not going to have in sixth form you always have teachers all the time who are mm-hmm. always on your case being like oh you know you have to revise now or you have to do this or have you have done to do this that essay, blah, exactly at university nobody cares no one tells you what to do if you don't hand in an, an, an assignment that's on you that's on you and nobody's gonna like be like oh you know sit down do mm. this now or nobody's gonna force you to do it if you don't want to do it then you don't do it mm. but that's on you that's on you your grade so. is gonna suffer like i think that's another thing when it comes to self-control and the independent study and the critical analysis you have to do all of that yourself when you're typing your notes i prefer personally to type my notes under the lecture slide because it makes sure i'm not typing out the entire lecture slide that's just the most pointless thing ever. yeah but when did you start doing that yeah okay, yeah 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 okay i learned my lesson really late i'm not <laughs> gonna lie that <laughs> exposed me but <laughs> write your notes underneath the lecture slides is so much more helpful because then you won't write everything down and then you can add your critical analysis in because critical analysis will be said by the lecturer uh, yeah like can we um let's just talk about essay structure for mm. a second yeah. so i um i am the worst when it comes to essay planning because cough, cough, 15 page plan yes i do make 15 <laughs> page plans for my essays no shame there i don't i don't necessarily struggle with the structure i just struggle with the planning that's mm. all but um in terms of essay structure you obviously carry your PEE paragraph from your <laughs> trusted second secondary school oh, but you do add a lot more into it so we in law school we use Iraq <laughs> that sounds a whole lot more exciting than it actually is allow us to uh, explain div- absolutely so I is the issue yeah so when you look for this this applies mainly well actually it applies to both problem questions and the essays but uh, yeah issue is for like what's the issue at hand that you're dealing with in that paragraph second one is like your the rule like the current law what is the applicable law so what what's the current statute 
on this yeah. what is the existing legislation on this and it's not just statute but it's also relevant case law that mm. might apply it's like precedence exactly and then we have application which is where you apply the relevant law to the facts that you've been given or to the essay that you're analyzing and then lastly you have a conclusion so the last two points notice how the first two are more knowledge based mm -hmm. whereas the last two are more opinion based and that Analytical. is where that is where you get a very huge proportion of your marks because that's where you actually apply the knowledge because everybody can can read a statute and be like okay well that's the law but how do you apply it yeah how do you apply it in such a way that it suits your client so that your client gets the best benefit that they possibly could out of it i would say that that's our essay essay structure right there well more like paragraph structure you yeah know, you, because you follow that through with all of your paragraphs anyway so obviously you have an introduction and a conclusion yeah. but we're going to do an episode more niche into law school essays this is kind of just a comparison so obviously in a levels in secondary school you have your p e e a l paragraphs but then when you come to law school you have your irac if this is the first time you're hearing of irac please google it it's really helpful because especially when you're essay planning you just put under i r a c and then you put your points in that you're going to say and it's a really useful way of not omitting anything which might be very essential to, to your argument to your yeah. answer i feel like we should move on to step number two things to do with time management delegation yeah. sacrifices like it's, it's how you personally are going to deal with law school is kind of like a step away from how you manage lectures how you essay plan and how you sort out your time the first one is time management i think where we we kind of adhered to it earlier when we spoke about independent study but obviously when you go to uni you have a lot of free time because you'll have like let's say you have one two hour lecture and then one two hour seminar that's four hours out of your day and it's so easy to fall into the trap of i'll do it tomorrow yeah or you know i have so much time remaining then before you know it it's like two days before the deadline and you're like oh you're scrubbing no. you're scrubbing but you know what diamonds are made under pressure what you can do this here <laughs> <laughs> don't set them up like that <laughs> oh my god We're, we've all been there i think we'd, it would be very hypocritical to say that none of us have written an essay under pressure <laughs> yeah but time management is so key especially when your essays because i think the workload you will be slightly used to the workload from a levels because the workload in a levels is a lot different to that of gcse's very much you have to meet, be able to manage your time because like vanessa said earlier you're not going to have teachers on your shoulder being like have you done this don't forget to do that make sure you hand in those flashcards so i can review them like that's not what uni is like at all so make sure you time manage and i think the best way to do that is setting out your days you know what time you're gonna wake up are you gonna wake up at nine if you wake up at nine then you have a shower by 10 you're having breakfast and then by 11 you sit down and you have revision just map out your time based off your lecture schedule because as much as a lot of lectures are recorded so are seminars i think you don't want to miss out the chance of that in-person contact that you can have with your lecture because obviously like we said you don't have that your lecturers over your shoulder 24 7 being like where are you and that university as well one thing i think we should mention is that you don't have teachers which are just like casually like chilling in their office and no. you can just go knock on their door and be like hey so can you help me with this yeah. you have to schedule appointments at university and honestly sometimes some lecturers are part-time which means that you you 
can't schedule a meeting with them immediately you probably have to wait maybe a week maybe a few days before you can actually get their input over something which means that you'll have to learn to be patient i think that's also another thing that's important yeah. to take into account yeah no i agree next one i think is kind of delegation when it comes to living away from home or group projects or things like that if you physically can't take something on please ask somebody else if they have the free time if you can't attend a lecture because you know you have a doctor's appointment then ask your friend to i don't know maybe sit there and voice memo the lecture if it's not going to be recorded or you know grab a handout from the seminar if you really can't attend so your friend can can bring it back for you delegation makes it sound like you're the manager it's asking for help you really are the manager it's about finding the optimum for you it's about Mm. finding what works for you and the reality is when you get to university it feels like everything is moving in such a fast pace you have so many things to do you have every society left right and center asking you to join their groups and you know (laughs) asking you to to come to their like mixers and freshers events and and all of that stuff and you will find yourself very quickly buried in work Mm. so it's very important to learn to delegate summer's looking at me because she knows i absolutely hate this (laughs) but you're going to have to do very mundane tasks like doing your laundry and cooking but um (laughs) but yeah like you're gonna have to find time to do all those things as well so absolutely learn to delegate learn to know what to take on and to know what is a bit too lengthy and too time consuming to address yeah 100 percent. i think that swings us right on to the next point which is sacrifices and you're gonna sacrifice a lot at university (laughs) sorry (laughs) yes guys you will have to do a lot of sacrifices when you get to university and yeah these sacrifices they're mainly going to come from your social life they will come from you know you may not be able to give your friends the amount of time as you you would have been able to give them during a levels because your workload is going to be quite different and your timetable is also going to be quite different especially i think if you you join societies i think that would be very handy for for you to do because it you know access is another part of your brain and that's where you will meet a lot of your friends i started a society at my uni with one of my friends i've met some amazing people and it's a way for me to channel a lot of stress it's a way for me to access a different area of my interest absolutely i think the transition from a levels to university and even life after the transition so when you've accommodated to your new environment is going to be full of sacrifices you're constantly going to have to make sacrifices whether you are sacrificing some social time for the benefit of your longer term goal whatever you will have to sacrifice the way i see this right is just think about it this way your struggle plays the biggest role in your purpose so it might feel like you are giving a lot but there has to be destruction sometimes for construction to take place so just trust the process at the end of the day you are there to see a certain realization and just yeah just 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 keep your eye on the prize and remember that these sacrifices they might seem like very big to you right now but i think in the in the long term they will probably mean nothing so yeah you Mm -hmm. you will lose maybe you will lose some friendships maybe Mm -hmm. you will lose some people maybe you will lose people that you thought that they would be there for you for the rest of your life but that's just how you know what's meant for you is meant for you and 
um, the right people will understand yeah. how busy your uh, yeah. your life is. And I think it links to the time management and it links to the delegation because sometimes you do need to make sacrifices in order to benefit in other areas. Like if you're doing really well in contract law, but you're really, really bad in criminal law, you're going to have to delegate more time to criminal law and maybe sacrifice the contract law revision that you planned on doing that night because you really need to get your grade up and linking to that again work-life balance these all kind of interlink with one another the work-life balance and you have your set time for work and then you have your time for fun and you have your time for your social life and your friends and and you have to make sure that you find a balance that works for you not every day is going to be the same you're not going to be able to have the same work-life balance every day because your timetable is going to be so different and so varied personally i found it very difficult to adjust to the fact that i was an adult as mm. well i think you know a, a lot of people look forward to being 18 but not a lot of people talk about how difficult the age group between 18 to 21 actually is because your mindset and your mentality forms like massively during mm. those years in my opinion anyway and you'll feel like very lonely you'll feel like everything is against you and like the world is out to get you but actually you're just learning to do things by yourself whereas before mm. you were maybe cushioned or you were sheltered or i think it's also important to take that aspect into account as well whilst just dealing with allegation and everything yeah else under yeah. the umbrella um, yeah so i think we should wrap this up with yes. our final area that we're going to focus on today our tips and tricks to how we've approached this transition yeah. and how we well how we're currently doing i mean it ever changing i think Absolutely. law school every day is so different and just let you know we're gonna do top tips at the end of every episode i hope we've said some helpful things throughout this episode my first utmost roadmap <laughs> top tip um is the organization skills honestly guys don't hate on it because it is so beneficial like having a set structure of what you're gonna do in the day and bullet pointing don't like make it chaotic i've said this in the comfort zone episode if you guys have listened to that don't make your plan chaotic just make it so you can follow it so i think think your organizational skills stationary and all of that stuff and color coding plays a key role absolutely i would say i really want a uh, an agenda where you can note all your appointments and all your you know day-to-day -day things yeah. obviously the adequate stationery i wouldn't really say like buy every single marker under the umbrella because this is very subjective so a lot of the law students that i've met myself and my friends and they all started taking hand notes in like first year and then just gave up i think the first week of law school that's another like very big transition from a level to law school you can write all your notes by hand and by all means i applaud you and i congratulate you but that is highly unheard of so yeah just uh, organize yourself there's all sorts of apps and extensions that you can use on your browsers that can help you organize your life my favorite one is notion it's completely free to use and you can literally organize everything down from your school notes to when you're going to walk your dog also can i just say organizational skills are so important especially if you're working in conjunction with your degree this is not recommended but i work so it's very important that you can learn how to manage your time because if you don't learn how to manage your time you will fall behind very quickly and that will become very overwhelming yeah and i think my final top tip would probably be that you're not going to enjoy it all the time i think a lot of us realize that with a levels we were like 
oh pick the three subjects that you enjoy the most and then you were like oh i hate this now when it comes to law school it's hard you have to think long term when it comes to uni because the three years personally i think they've gone really quick but looking at how i felt halfway through first year, i was like oh my days this is so hard i don't know how i'm gonna do this but you're not gonna enjoy it all the time it's gonna be difficult it's gonna be a bumpy road but i think the main thing you have to hold on to is the fact that this is what you want to do or you can carry your law degree anyway even if you don't want to be a solicitor or a barrister you can carry your law degree wherever you want to take it just don't be too hard on yourself all the time be hard on yourself in terms of time management and making sure that you're strict with yourself when it comes to your studying but don't beat yourself up because it's hard and i don't want you guys to sit here and struggle and feel upset because you feel like you're not capable because you've had to make these you know sacrifices and you've had to delegate have faith in yourself i think that's probably the thing that a lot of us struggle with especially at the moment this pandemic has been so tough on all of us and it's very easy to forget like how far you've come in a way yeah i have to agree with summer and that you you have to remember that you are doing something that a lot of people find you know very hard there's a reason why when you meet people and they ask you oh so what do you study and you say law you watch their jaws sort drop. of drop because it's hard but um i think probably to wrap this this all up i would say just try and find somebody on your course that you know can can motivate you on the days that you don't feel motivated and you can motivate them on the days they don't feel motivated so that you can build accountability for yourself that's literally what me and vanessa do to each other we push each other even with this podcast like you find someone who's on a similar path to you or someone who can relate to you that will push you when you can't push yourself it's 100 as i said in my comfort zones episode uh, motivation comes from building accountability and if you can find somebody that can hold you accountable and vice versa then you will be a lot more motivated i think that's it from us guys uh, i think we've kept you long enough today but uh we hope you have a fantastic day and as always our social media is always open for you guys to message us and to tell us how you've been finding our voices so far <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode see you in the next episode guys bye, bye. bye.